Hey, before we jump into today's episode, I have a question for you. Do you dream of inspiring others within the beauty and wellness industry? Have you ever considered becoming a teacher or trainer, but felt unsure about where to start? Well, you're in the right place. I'm here to introduce you to the SIBTAC Level 3 Award and the Level 4 Certificate in Education and Training, specifically designed for beauty and wellness professionals just like you. So whether you're a therapist or a coach or a manager, this qualification is the first step towards becoming a transformative educator in the industry. But here's the best part. We offer online teaching qualifications so you can learn and grow at your own pace right from the comfort of your home. For more information, check out the link in the show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the I'm No Rookie podcast show and this is for those of years of experience in the industry but you continue to play small and you're feeling stuck in a job that no longer serves you. This show is here to help provide you tips and strategies on how to move the needle and take the much needed action. Today in our expert series we'll be talking to Michelle Savios and she shares her amazing journey. In the show today, Michelle talks about how she went from a very therapist practitioner to becoming an educator and working within that beauty centre environment to working in colleges, universities and centres and starting up her own tutoring business. So let's dive into today's expert series with Michelle Savios. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us on I'm No Ricky. I'm really honoured and privileged and I just before obviously we pressed record we just spoke about how long ago and how we met so we're going to talk a little bit about that yeah. um and a lot about your journey but first and foremost I would just like to welcome you to Thank I'm you. No Rookie and Thank to you. also welcome you to our um to those that are listening and do I would love for you to do a little bit of an introduction about who you are and what you do at the moment Thank you so much. And thank you, Ayo, for having me as well. So I'm Michelle Savios. Um, I've created a business, uh, Learn by Tutor. So uh, that's my main focus. But I come from um, hands-on experience. So I studied at University of Greenwich and I achieved a Bachelor of Science in Complementary Therapy. So I was very much focused in aromatherapy. Uh, I started lecturing at the university as well because I achieved a first for my dissertation. I explored how aromatherapy affects the olfactory system and I never expected to go down that route I just thought I would be in a you know salon as I qualified I started lecturing at the university and then I got a job at Moulton Brown Travel Spa so I was working at British Airways in the executive lounge and meeting all these like celebrities and you know it was quite exciting and, and so forth so and then I saw this um, post for Croydon College, and that's where we met. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I dare say the year. Go for um, it, go for it. No. 2006. Um, <laughs> so I started teaching aromatherapy and uh, physiology, anatomy, and it was a huge jump from, um, you know, practical to theory because suddenly I was learning, you know, all these different teaching techniques and how to tailor the learning at the right sort of level and, and so forth and how to do assessments and everything and yeah and so afterwards after Croydon College I moved on to several colleges I've worked in charities I've worked in some schools like Richard Atkins and uh, I did a bit of work at Dulwich College as well and um, I went back to working at a college part-time at uh, Lambeth College and I was teaching 
um, people how to become teaching assistants, work in childcare and, and things like that. And then it just got to the point where I was just really fed up of working for institutions, mm. uh, organisations that was, sorry, sorry to say, but they weren't the best run. Decisions were made regarding how students were being affected. And I thought there was very little consultation with assessors and teachers. And I just got very tired. So um, in August last year, I was offered voluntary redundancy and I just went for it. And that's that's a big risk, but I took Mm. it. I thought, let me go for my business full time. You know, this is the right time. And then I did. So I've been full time tutor since September 2022. And this is where we are today. And oh I've written a book as well. I published it earlier this year. So that's another whole thing, yeah. know, separate. But yeah, so here we are today, I and I'm such wow. I feel so privileged to be here today. Oh, oh my God, your story. Okay, I'm going to go back a little bit because sure. <laughs> you went all the way out. <laughs> yeah. But I love it because there's so many things that I can resonate with. And I think so many people are going to resonate with it as well, especially the whole thing of working for someone. And now you're like, you know what, this is my opportunity to start something. So we're going to go there as well. But just to go back a bit, one of the things, I'm a, like, like you said, we met in 2006 yeah. and you were my lecturer. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I actually went to Croydon College, I didn't need to go and do the level two. I already did the level two. Oh. But what had happened is that my education prior to that wasn't the best. Right. So I felt like I didn't learn the right way like everyone else. Right. And with my, I'm also dyslexic. So one of right. the things that I like to learn properly, I don't okay. like going places and I'm like, they're not teaching me the right way. Mm. So I went to Quidditch College to go and do the level two again, which was level two and three. So, that's right so yeah some of my I peeps, level three yeah yeah I so I remember some of the people like some people that I did level two with in I went to Lambeth College to do level two. Oh, okay and they that. said to me I why are you doing level two again so don't worry don't worry about why I'm doing what I'm doing <laughs> I know what I'm, what I'm doing and also I loved with Croydon College it was the science part yes I yeah. love science so it wasn't yeah. just a beauty therapy qualification like I'm not trying to downplay the other qualifications but it was the beauty therapy sciences yes, yes so when I saw the bit especially when with therapy and as you probably I'll tell you a bit as well very similar that you did your um your undergrad at was it at Uni- Greenwich University yeah, yeah, I did yes. the same as well so yeah. because of aromatherapy because of you Michelle yeah. And what you taught me and all the other things that I loved about the science part that we learned at Croydon College, I did that as my first ever degree. Oh, so wow. I just want to say, you know, honestly, it was down to you. I, I, oh, I just, yeah, I'm so proud of you, honestly. Oh, Michelle. Okay, stop it. We've got to get back, <laughs> okay. got to, get back to you. Okay. It's right. about you, not me. <laughs> I know. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So one of the things so that you mentioned at the beginning was... Um, go working as a aromatherapist right so what I wanted to find out so we've got so many listeners that are practitioners in some field right whether it's wellness whether it's beauty therapy spa so how did that transition come from being a aromatherapist to then being an educator was it something that you wanted to do or was it by accident it was by accident but I have to say (laughs) (laughs) I highly recommend it I started to have um concerns um so at that point I'd been 
aromatherapist for a couple of years full time so from 2004 to 2006 and then I was doing an intermittent university lecturing at University of Greenwich and I noticed that I wasn't business savvy and marketing skills and so forth weren't great so I kept thinking it has to be something that I can be financially a backbone so I can carry on doing my um, work in the you know in the beauty therapy center uh, and then I got a job at Croydon College and I was completely surprised because I had to start teach, learning to become a teacher at the same time. So I had only sort of prior experience was at the University of Lecture, but obviously that's very different the way you tailor it and your lesson planning and so forth. I did find the jump very challenging and my only favourite time of delivering aromatherapy or physiology anatomy was when I was doing the hands-on. Um, as demonstration of how to, you know, uh, work on those muscles and the bones, the names of the bones and the muscles and how to manipulate them in order to achieve a certain outcome. And I like you, I, I love the science bit of it. So looking at if a person was on a certain medication, did it contraindicate with uh, the chemical components in the oils? So I used to own a uh, was it BNF, British, uh, the, the book, the formula yeah. that doctors use. So yeah, I my... love the no? BMI, that's it. That's it. No, it is right. BM, BNF. I still have mine on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same one, I think. It's a BNF, yes. Really? <laughs> it's incredible. So they update those every year, but I got given yeah. one because. Um, the, the program leader at the university gave me hers and she just wanted me to, she kind of mentored me quite a bit after leaving university. It was her that really turned things around for me. Um, so I'm forever grateful for her as well for her support. So when I started teaching the uh, science, the physiology, anatomy side of um, aromatherapy, so how it impacts on the body and then looking at the chemistry, uh, the components of it, I couldn't, I just really struggled with that. I had to get a lot of one-to-one -one support from the curriculum leader and she was extremely busy, but mm. she always made time for me, um, Yvonne. She was really, really kind in that sense. And I remember thinking, do I really want to do this? So when I was standing in the classroom teaching the physiology, I was like, yeah, okay, this is great. You know, I enjoy this. And when I was doing the practical, this is great. But I kept questioning myself, is this something I really want to do? Because I missed working in the centre. I missed mm. the, I don't know, the social aspect. And there was a lot more people that my age as well. So I could, uh, um, you know, relate to certain things about, you know, certain things that were going on, you know, personal things. But at the college, there was a lot more experienced uh, teachers. Mm -hmm. That was a blessing, really, because that supported me into what I had to do. But I pretty much also was left a lot on my own devices. So like how to get printing jobs down. Um, I remember going into one lesson. I don't think you was in that class. This is a level two lesson. Mm -hmm. And I had the worst start a teacher could ever have. Uh, delivering that class it was just horrible I I had to deliver a level two but I'd pitched it at level five oh. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. I, because I didn't understand that 
I just hadn't had enough experience. This was the first yeah. month of learning to be a teacher, first month of delivering teaching. And um, one of the students, she was a Latin American girl. Oh, I've forgotten her name. She was actually on The Apprentice a few years ago, oddly enough. Um, but she was she became like she was fifth or something like that. And yeah. she was she's in the whole beauty therapy area as well. And she she came up to me. and I was almost in tears in the class. She came up to me and she said, Michelle, this is too hard. You're going to have to lower it. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's what I did. I did I had a bad day with the students, but I came back with a new attitude. And then the students, some muscles sensed me and they were like, Michelle, we've got a new book. And it just all worked out in the end. But yeah, just make sure that you're delivering at the right pitch and you yeah. always check in the prior learning and mm. make it really super interactive. And there's studies been done on how learning occurs, especially in adolescent age. And the best way that they learn is through peer learning. So once I learned that, I and that took a few years to sort of get mm. into that mindset. I started to ask students to prepare little lessons like on PowerPoint and then teach the other students in the class. And I noticed that learning was occurring in a much better um, format, but I had to reinforce that learning as well. So to add that extra challenge and, you know, differentiation and so forth. But I, I highly recommend going into teaching. Love that. So, obviously, you got that opportunity and obviously you've got your qualifications for your expertise area. What about your qualification to be an educator, to be a teacher? Did you end up going down that route? I did, yeah. And I advanced it and I can't stop studying. I'm a massive advocate for studying like it's such a it's it's honestly people say to me what's wrong with you why are you always studying I'm like you I, I just can't relax if I'm not got my mind focused on something yes I, it's it's one of those things um so after so what I achieved at, um, so at Croydon College I was studying within the Croydon College but it was award the awarding body was Metropolitan University so I achieved a diploma in education and then for a few years later, I went on to study neuroscience, master's in neuroscience. So I looked at the developing brain and I started to think, hold on a minute, I've got this educational background and I'm learning how the developing brain works. I could put these things together, but that wouldn't come till years later because I just didn't have the confidence at that time to do it. Uh, and the master's was the most challenging course I've ever done you know, learning about the, the brain. But I loved, I was fascinated by how uh, neural networks work in the brain and I learned mm. about neuroplasticity. And that taught me as a teacher that you have the capacity to rewire your brain to learn. And this, so, yeah, so I went there and then moving forward, I moved on to Lambeth College. I did my QTLS. To yeah. so instead of QTS I did QTLS which is equivalent so it's you mm. know it's it's recognized by the government that it's just the same and then I also did a childcare course because now mostly I work with children so I did a level two with children and then I did a attacker qualification as well uh, within a few years I'd done all these qualifications so I was fully qualified as an assessor because I went into Lambeth College with only up to the level two in Tacker, but there's a level, there's a part of three. Mm -hmm. um, so I made sure I achieved that. And yeah, I just loved it. I just enjoyed that, that aspect of it. So I, in terms of if you are considering 
education um, as a career path, definitely start with at least level three, you know, qualifications. I know they've changed a lot. So we used to have like dettles and settles and yes. all these things, you know. Um, and I, actually, I tried to um, do my PGC, PGCE at school. Mm. And at the time, I was working for London Learning Consortium in Croydon. And I begged the director to do a reference for me. And for some reason, she refused to do it. And either that's because she didn't have the time mm. or she just thought Michelle doesn't need it. And I'd like to think it was the latter. She didn't yeah. need it uh, to, you know, because otherwise I would have given up two years, a year, two years of my life working in a school. But I'm glad I didn't because mm. I, I just, I, didn't, I prefer teaching at different levels, if that makes sense. So I like, I like to be able to teach from year one and then I can teach up to A-levels in science. Okay. I love that. I, I teach other subjects too. I think yeah. has that answered your question? Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna questions. actually ask you about that because I was gonna find, wonder why. Because obviously, when we met, you were doing post sixteen. So, right. and I know now you're working from is it four years old to like fourteen, yes. and then pe preparing people for GCSEs. That's so right. I, I wondered why did you go down that route? Now, why is that your focus? It's a good question. I n I never expected it, but I think I just love children, and I find working with children easier. I think the when I was working at Croydon College, despite a small cohort of students, the number of students there were quite challenging as well. Mm -hmm. So I found that I wasn't really getting able, I wasn't able to teach that often because I was dealing with a lot of <laughs> pink slips and, you know, and like, you know, having to refer to the curriculum leader because of behavioral issues and so forth. So I think I've always wanted to work with children. It's, um, I just like their, their view, how they approach life, they say the most silliest things and so forth, <laughs> you know. So yeah, when, when did I start working with children? So I started working with children, I think more when I was about in 2013, that's when I sort of moved on a bit after doing my neuroscience, because I looked at how children's brain develop and how learning occurs. And that's what I think sort of clicked in me, planted a seed and it took a few years to develop. With with children, there's, the you know, the learning outcomes and how to assess it. It's, it's in, it sounds really weird to say, but it's easier almost to gauge than when you're delivering at a higher level, there's more, input there's more outcomes required and so yeah. forth so I think it was partly just to make my life a little bit easier at the time <laughs> I can I can absolutely imagine because even um me as I I teach obviously adults and yes. a lot of it it's it's not via college so when I the last job that I was at um was people so it was more business to consumer so it's people professionals investing right. in qualifications right. so you would think because they are investing yes. we had like a, a minute um amount that were that companies were paying for their staff but the majority right. was people professionals investing you would think it would be easier because you're like you pay to do this course right no one forced you to be here but no as you know when anything adult wise there are more outcomes and more sometimes there's so much more support you need to give them because yes. it's um that lifelong 
process that they've been through, whether they've been in education, whether they've not been in education, there's all this mindset issues, there's all these barriers. So there's so much more than just teaching an adult. There's the counselling part, there's the motivational yes. part. It's yes. so different. So absolutely get it. And a lovely, lovely thing that I love, um, where we're very similar, like, we, like you said, is about our qualifications and courses that we've done. Yes. But what I've always said, and we said this before, is like you, I've had people go, oh, you're still learning. I'm like, don't worry yourself what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Do not worry yourself what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. The main thing, even one, one of the things that I want to kind of talk to my audience about is don't do learning for the sake of learning. Yeah, There needs right. to be a purpose behind it, right? So everything that I've done, even when I go back to 2000 and I think 2003 is when I got the learning bug right. and I went in. The amount of courses <laughs> I've done, I will not even list them. And I went in, but I got the learning bug. But everything I've done has contributed to everything that I've, you know, achieved now and has helped me to get the jobs so one of the things I've been saying to some of the students that I'm that are trying to apply for some of the courses that I'm doing is that anything that you've done before, implement it before you go on to the next course. Implement okay. it somehow in what you're doing at the moment so you don't forget it. Yes. Because okay. when you're just accumulating certificates, which I know, what do they call them? Professional students. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you know you know, you've done that course. If you don't implement it a year later, you're like, oh my God, I don't know what I did because I didn't put it into practice. So one of the great things of what you said is what you're doing with your students is making it more practical Yes. as well. Okay. Yeah. So going back, one of the things when I was browsing on your LinkedIn profile and you've also shared with all the places that you taught. So for example, Lambeth College, South Thames, I think. Yes, yeah, South there. Thames. Um, yeah. Greenwich University, Croydon College. Yeah. Do you remember how you came about going getting those positions? Apart from Coyne College, you said, but how did the rest happen? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I do. Um, so after being at Croydon College for two and a half years, they they moved me to a different campus on Davidson Road, and I just didn't like it there. And uh, there were some issues with management, and we were being required to teach more than twenty three hours a week so it was hardly any time for lesson planning and I remember just feeling so frustrated all the time there was a lot of staff sickness at that time so you, I was covering and then I found like I had less and less time to prepare for the lessons um, in that experience so the, it was just you know good managed institution you don't have those issues you have a mm -hmm. bank and you can save all your lesson plans and all your you know schemes of work and all of that so what I did is um, some yeah a teacher there at Croydon College said, oh, you know, I'm thinking about moving to Southampton College. And I thought, God, I didn't even think about moving there. So I just called them and they said, come in for an interview. And I did while I was still working at the Croydon College. Um, they're allowed to give you leave to go and apply for a new job. So the, my, my manager knew what I was up to. And they said, yeah, when can you start? I said, I don't know. I didn't even know that, you know, I was so shocked <laughs> to get it like there and there. I hadn't even filled an application form. And they were like, well, we want you to start as soon as possible. Can you fill this application form in now? I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a rather backwards way of doing yeah. things, but I did it. And then I, w I was there for a year and I, I really enjoyed le learning there. It was just the location was awkward to get to. It was a bit mm. of a weird place. Mm. There was like a train that went there, but it didn't go back. So I just thought, no, I can't do that. <laughs> it was just like really odd, you know, compared to Croydon, yeah. how easy that was. So I thought, no, I can't continue with this. I applied to do the master's in neuroscience. I got in. I was really shocked because I had my 
neuroscience from studying at University of Greenwich. And I remember enjoying that module, that unit so much. I was like, I need to go and study neuroscience. I need to feel fulfilled. So I applied. I got in, really struggled. I didn't pass the first year. I had um, I had to leave it because there was some stuff going on in that time. So mm. I had to not take some exams at the end of the first year. And I did them the next year. And I did get equivalent to distinction, but I couldn't claim the distinction because when you do that, you can only claim a pass. So I was a little yeah. bit gutted. My yeah. ego was a bit bruised and so forth. Um, and then after that, I applied to work in a charity called Cool Town Arts. And it was about mental health. And I, the leap was huge. And it wasn't what I was looking for. I wasn't looking to work in mental health. But I did apply. What I was trying to do was get research positions at King's College London, because that's where I studied. Just because wasn't successful, I had the Sharp team, this um, incredible leader helping with all the application forms. Just le- less success all the time. So I thought, let me become a trainer. I know how to do that, so I'm confident. Let mm. me do that. I did that job. Would I say that I gained a lot from it? Not really. It was no science involved in it, so I got very bored. And I left that organisation, and then I went to London Learning Consortium in Croydon where I was able to now go back into education. So I started teaching um, students how to be teaching assistants. And that's when I felt back at home again. I was like, yeah, this is nice. I'm in a classroom. I'm in Croydon. I know Croydon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have far to go. This is not um, an edu- you know, a sort of public, uh, sort of funded. This is more mm. private. So I thought this is a different arena. I haven't worked in this area before. So I noticed there was more opportunities as well as teaching, I could provide one-to-one support as well. So I was achieving um, sort of set lots of goals actually that, at that institution. I was supporting students with uh, learning difficulties and disabilities, and providing them extra one-to-one support. So I didn't even think that you could do this. So I thought mm. that was great. And then after that, they just kept messing around with hours. And so I got a job at Lambeth College. I was there for almost six years. I was just supporting students to do business and to be teaching assistants and in childcare. And I was like, this is perfect. It's exactly what I want to do. At the same time, I was tutoring privately. I was building up my business. I wasn't ready to go full time on my own. It's like going into a desert and you're literally standing there on your own. You've got all these tools and this whole history and education and experience, professionalism, maturity behind Mm. you. But you're like, where do I go from here? slowly but surely I was building up my clients and then like I mentioned last year 22 I accepted the voluntary redundancy and now I'm in the best place I've ever been I just I love, it. love love it I love I do, it I do miss though teaching in the classroom I miss that yeah. hugely it's isolating of working course. on your own so that leads us perfectly right into I was going to say now you have your own business like you said because of the redundancy called learn by tutor tell us a bit more about about that sure so <laughs> so i basically i did a few polls on instagram and facebook i was like what should i call my business you know this is a few years ago uh during lockdown what do i call it anyway i was polled best to do learn by tutor so i was like okay yeah learn by tutor and suddenly you know i was i was earning so much money at that point i was so successful up until lockdown I was working like four days at Lambeth College and then I was working literally four days equivalent in tutoring. I was at 
oh, it's just doing so well. And then lockdown hit, and I, and then that hit my students' work. Mm. Um, so I put a thing on Facebook saying, you know, how do you deliver online tutor? Tutor, I don't know. Fortunately, this lovely friend of a friend, he uh, taught me how to use Microsoft Teams. I, I noticed I went from, I think I had about 22 private students, so I went down to like 12. It was a hit. It was a big mm. hit. But um, I slowly I started to learn how to use online, like how to use remote access and so forth. Anyway, with, with that, he helped me to create a domain name, uh, not create a domain name, buy one on GoDaddy. I'd never even heard of these things. So I was really fortunate. I was mentored again. And I remember thinking at the time, you know, how fortunate am I to be able to receive this while other people, you know, have no, like, experience in all these issues that I am. Mm. So we went to GoDaddy. We bought the domain. He was like, don't you want to learn by tutor.com? I was like, not really. No, I want .co.uk because that's England and I'm in England and I don't want everyone to think that I'm from the USA. I don't know what these silly thoughts I had. <laughs> but I was like adamant. He was like, oh, okay. So we developed the .co.uk. And then with the teams, I was able to learn how to, you know, I like teams because you're able to upload folders for individual students I was able to assign licenses for students that were experiencing you know some financial challenges you can set assignments on there right looking back let's say 20 years ago Michelle who was embarking on the route through education by accident yeah. right? <laughs> what advice would you give her now well, um oof, gosh you know well that's a really good question I've actually never thought about that what advice would I give you, uh, give myself 20 years ago? I would say that I needed a bit more a practical, ex what, I, I wish that I had a bit more time doing practical experience. Up until that point, I only had two years of working in the beauty therapy centre. And so that would be number one, that I wish I'd done a bit more uh, hands-on experience because that is everything you need to teach without that prior experience of doing that there's no way that I could have given examples of how to do certain things or, or mm. talked about case studies of uh, patients that I had clients that I had so yeah just a little bit more time I would say not a phenomenal amount of time uh, secondly one of the things that I would say is if you can possibly get a mentor somebody that will talk you through for example how to create lesson plans and somebody to talk to you and reflect on those lessons. Because even though when you're learning to teach, you are being graded and assessed, and somebody's coming into the classroom observing you, they're only seeing a snapshot of what you do. They're not seeing you in other times and, and difficulties. So ideally, you would ask a colleague just to shadow you a little bit, or you shadow somebody else. Mm. Um, it, it takes extra time and effort, but definitely do that. I would also say be confident in what you do. Don't question yourself too much. That's something that I kept doing, constantly questioning my techniques. Was learning being achieved? The only way I really knew is when I did a test or the exams came. And that was few and far between. It wasn't mm -hmm. often enough. So, yeah, just, just have that confidence within yourself. Go ahead and take risks. You have to take risks or, you know, Becoming a teacher at Croydon College was a huge risk. It was a different mm. world to working in Molten Brown Travel Spa where I was meeting all these beautiful people and, you know, working in an airport and getting these tips. And it's like, God, this world is so different. 
well, I'm so glad I did it because it brought me into, um, it made me realize um, that I could, I, was, I could teach, that's number one, mm. and in how to teach, how to use my practical knowledge. I would say carry on, if you can, working in that industry and teaching at the same time, if possible, if you mm. can do that. I know it's difficult because, you, you know, if you work teaching full time, where are you going to find the time? to work mm. in the industry but just do maybe a couple of hours if possible just keeps you focused it reminds you of what you're doing your purpose mm. behind it yeah and i would say start a business as soon as um, oh, it depends on how confident you are how well you've been and how successful you've been but start your business i wish i'd started it a long time ago like gutted i waited so long to just go there you know but yeah that's i love that's you know what Perfect. I absolutely agree with everything you said. And I think going back to your first tip about getting experience, because I think it's so important to have that experience. Um, and I know with one of the qualifications I offer, we say minimum of three years, but I, I would say five minimum. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? And we're also including full time. Because again, yes. I've been with people that I've done part time. And then you're like, what's part time? A couple of days a week two years yeah. on and off for two years and you're like yeah you're not gonna have enough experience it's experience it's knowledge it's insights exactly. um and again i absolutely agree continuous professional development for our industry is fundamental yeah. because things are always changing think about what covid has brought to light for so many people technology you know and especially like you said if you're going to go into your business again Starting up your own business, as we both know, it's probably one of the hardest things yeah. to do if you don't have the funds to invest in people to do things for you. But I think it's one of the most rewarding, especially if you come from a background where you've worked with different organisations and there's things that you don't like, but there's things that you can take from it. And you're like, oh, I love how they approach that way. So as you grow your business and you start onboarding and amen, touch wood, the growth comes where you can start hiring people you will know how to look after people better because of your experience. Exactly. Amen to that. Perfectly said. Absolutely. And you you hit the nail on the head. There's several things that I forgot to say. Studying, continual professional development is so important. I'm so glad you mentioned that as well. And like, and you know, you, you've got to learn all these skills and you're going to make so many mistakes. I made so many errors looking back. I think, God, why did I put that, uh, send that email in that way? Um, you know, just silly things like, why did I put that picture? It doesn't make any sense. It's got no relevance to tutoring whatsoever. Like, just because I think that's what they want to see, like a rainbow, you know, like, why are you doing that? You're making me cry. You know what? The of, I'm, I'm laughing because, yeah, it's hit me because I'm like, I've done some things. I'm like, what the? Why did I put that up? And yeah. I, I, I take it down and I laugh. Yeah, so yeah. I'm very much like, yeah, you know what? That was a mistake. And you know what? That's part of it. Like exactly. doing those things. I remember there's a quote that I love from um, one of my, um, I want to call her a mentor because she's I'm part of her mastermind, Amy Porterfield. So she's a marketer, right? Oh. And she says, um, courage is all about taking action. Um, confidence is from the lessons that you learn. So right. you can't grow confidence unless you take action. So you need to be courageous first before yeah. the confidence comes. So you being courageous and just doing it, making those mistakes, it's great. You need to make those mistakes. No one starts off perfect. 
Okay. So, so with that note, I think it's fantastic for those that are looking to get into education. And if you've been overthinking it for years, because I know plenty, they're like, oh my God, I wanted to do it for five years. If you've got that, let's say five years of experience, which a lot of people have in abundance, yes. um, go for it. Go for it. You're gonna. You're not gonna be perfect. You may not like your speaking voice. You may think you're yeah. awful at public speaking or presenting. But you're only gonna get better with practice. Exactly. So I love that. So before you go, I know you've also written a book and you kind of um, spoke about that. So how did the book come about? So it's the fate of constellations. Yes. Yeah. So, so how did that come me and you are very similar in terms of science. I love science, whether it's about the body or astronomy. So I started writing that in 2008. It's, it's a really long story, but skip 14 yeah. years ahead. <laughs> I literally spent 22 to 23 cocooned in my room writing, just finishing that book, developing. I love research like you. It was so therapeutic. And after having a few you know, challenging years, this book helped me through that. Um, you can see there's references at the end and so forth. But yeah, it's my love of um, black holes, astronomy, looking at how small we are in this infinite world that we live in and uh, exploring. Yeah, it's just it's just creativity and working with children. There's it. a lot of references. It's quite knowledgeable. So what I want to see is it to be put as 11 plus comprehension piece. That was my aim behind it as well for the future. So that students will be looking at it to do their 11 plus and so forth. Love that. And that's going to happen. And that's going to happen. You. Just Thank put you. your strategy in place. Just be clear on your path and the speaking to the right people yep. as well. Contacting the right people and you will get there. Yep. But Michelle, thank you so much for giving your time and providing so much insights into your journey. I'm going to say from a moment therapist, trainer, assessor, lecturer, tutor to business owner. How amazing has that journey been? You should be so proud of what you've achieved. And I'm really proud of you. Thank you so much Thank for joining you. me today. Thank you so much. It was Thank my you. honour.